0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today we are going to take a look at the re-entrance of Pluto back into the sign of Capricorn. Through Pluto's retrogradation, it has moved back into Capricorn, where it is finishing up some uh finishing up some work that is uh, still there to be done. So we're gonna talk about what that means today for each of the 12 signs based on your rising sign. So these are some rising sign horoscopes. Of course, you could listen for your sun sign as well. We're gonna talk about what whole sign house Pluto is moving back into and talk about some of the work that might still exist there in that space that is yet to be done. Uh, And we're gonna talk about the Plutonian timeline here as well. So uh, we'll start actually by looking at Pluto's timeline and then we'll go into the 12 horoscopes. And these are gonna be brief, just ways of reminding you of where that work exists and uh, maybe a few thoughts about um, each of the 12 whole sign houses And, um, you know, what might be getting activated in particular. So, at any rate, before we get into it, as always, if you're new to the channel, especially, don't forget to uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Press the like button and help us grow our following. Really appreciate that. You can find transcripts of any of our daily talks, including today's on the website, which is nightlightastrology.com. If you have a story to share at any point with any of the transits that we talk about on this channel, use the hashtag grabbed and then tell us the name of the transit and then tell us a story about how the transit has showed up in your life. We aggregate those and occasionally use them for storytelling episodes. If you prefer, you could also email us the story grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. Just don't send us anything that you don't mind uh, that we share in a future episode. All right, well, um, what we're going to do now is let's go ahead and take a look at, let's go ahead and take a look at the real time clock so that we can get a feel for the transit. All right. So here, if we go back a day, um, when does the actual ingress regress? (laughs) When does the actual change take place? So, uh, I'm just going in, uh, in order here. So here it is. It's like right about here. So Sunday, June 11th at about five in the morning. So we're talking about a day ago that Pluto entered the sign of Capricorn again. Now let's take a look at how long it's going to stay there. So this is, you know, June 11th, 2023, and we're going to take this backward, uh, through its retrograde down to the 27th degree. And it's uh, right here that uh, Pluto starts to station. So that stationing of Pluto will happen. Oops, I'm sorry, let me go backward here. I missed it. So the stationing of Pluto takes place right about October 10th, 11th, and then by the 12th of October, Pluto has turned direct again. And then we have, It moving forward to re-enter the sign of Aquarius, and will finally re-enter Aquarius. Here we go. This is about January twenty first of two thousand twenty four. So we have between you know now June of two thousand twenty three until about January of two thousand twenty four to revisit Pluto in the sign of Capricorn, and then let's take a look at what's going to happen after that. So. After that takes place, Pluto will retrograde uh, once again in the sign of Aquarius and re-enter Capricorn, and this is uh, in 2024 now. We get one last little re-entrance. Here, this is September, about September 2nd of 2024. We get a much shorter visitation from Pluto into late Capricorn in 2024 because this is uh, September, and then it's re-entering the sign of Aquarius uh, by late November. So just September to November, roughly speaking, in 2024, that Pluto will also revisit the last degree of Capricorn. And that's sort of the final hoorah. But this means that we have a little bit of work yet to be done in those late degrees of Capricorn. And from Pluto, a major uh, outer planet, slow-moving, that culminating process can actually represent some of the deepest and most transformative, powerful work that is yet to be done. I know that people probably don't want to hear that because it's like, well, thank God that, you know, Pluto's out of Capricorn and we're all, you know, trying to get to know what Pluto and Aquarius is all about. But I think what it's important to, it's important to recognize that there's still a little bit of work to be done and um, we want to make sure that we don't just sort of skip over that. So uh, let's take a look now. I think the best thing that we could the best thing we could do for ourselves is to get a feel for what whole sign houses uh, we're going to be seeing active through Pluto's uh, retrograde back into Capricorn. Now most of us should be familiar with this already, but this is just to reiterate what kind of work are we going to be doing here uh, between now and January? So between now and January, there's a long, slow process unfolding in the whole sign house of Capricorn. Now for Aries, and first of all, let's let's go, you know, one thing we should do is we should go back. This has been a long process with Pluto in Capricorn. Let's just take a look at when Pluto actually first entered Capricorn so you can get a feel for the total trajectory of the transit. Um, and here we go. So if we look back into 2008, it was about the late last part of January, 2008, that Pluto entered Capricorn. So I just want you to think 2008 up until now, what's been going on in my life in the whole sign house that we are about to discuss. Okay. So just kind of keep that in mind because this has a pretty long shelf life. This has been, Pluto's been doing its thing for, for a while. Okay, let's go to Aries rising. So if you're in Aries rising, we've got Pluto coming back into your 10th house, where since 2008, it has been churning up a very long process of, again, the key phrase for Pluto is transformation through the subterranean, uh, the eruptions of the unconscious, the slow process of death and rebirth, around the topics of your career or your public or professional identity, how you show up to the world, things like rank and fame and mastery and uh, the things that occupy your life from the standpoint of vocation or professional development. Uh, So Pluto in this house has been doing a lot of work there and is now going to be finishing its work between now and January. So you almost think like what's left to be done, what transformation has is yet to be accomplished in the area of my career, and this is um, this is you know the culminating events of a very long process dating back to two thousand and eight. All right, and like I said, we're just going to kind of briefly remind you of where this work is happening, uh, and so we'll just mo- we'll move along a little bit quickly. But Taurus rising will place Capricorn into your ninth whole sign house as a. Taurus rising, I can tell you how deep and powerful the effects of Pluto in my ninth have been since 2008, including the launching of my career as an astrologer, a lot of different religious and spiritual experiences, powerful experiences, traveling abroad, the transformation of religious and spiritual points of view, uh, even the finishing of a higher degree. So ninth house is going to point for Taurus risings to the uh, area of life that has to do with your beliefs. Belief systems, religious or spiritual participation or growth, learning and education, the topics of divination, mysticism, travel abroad, foreign countries, the expansion of your horizons through visiting other parts of the world or through studying different kinds of religions or having different kinds of religious experiences. So, how what what work is there yet to be done or to be finished uh, within that sphere of life? That's the question for. Us Tauruses, right now. For Geminis, the process has been Pluto has been working its process through your eighth house. Now, that is a place that is often misunderstood. You know, it's just called the house of death, which is like, oh my God. It's actually a place of penalties, debts, taxes, and things that are like, like. Almost like tolls or taxes or penalties that are exacted upon us because we owe something to someone else karmically in ways that we don't even really understand or in ways that are very obvious that have to do with the kinds of people and things we get entangled with and then are obligated to in some way. And so the great bill that we all have due karmically is death. And that's why it's associated with the eighth house, you could say. But um, the eighth house is also related, very broadly speaking, to those things that bind us to other people uh, for the, the positive um, effect uh, of, of gaining or gathering resources from other people, which is not a sin or a crime, by the way. It's not like we sing the gospel of self-sufficiency to the point where we sometimes forget that we are dependent relational creatures who need other people to survive. This house was called the esteem of other people. And so what is Pluto doing here? What is left to be done in terms of the soul contracts, the things that we share, the things that we owe, the things that are gathered and pooled together that come from other people, the blessings and the curses that entangle us with other, the debts we owe, but also the resources we find ourselves tapped into um, because of the blessings of other people. Those are the kinds of things that are going to be brought up for Geminis between now and the end of the year, with sort of like a finalizing period of work to be done on these subjects. All right. Well, if you're a Cancer rising, then Pluto works its way back into your seventh house where there is one last push, excuse me, or maybe two, depending on, you know, we have a little bit left in 2024 but we have work that's being done on our relationships. The seventh house is associated with sexuality and love and interpersonal relationships. So the the number one thing we can say is that Pluto has some work left to be done around the topic of love and relationships, around the topic of intimacy and uh, around the topic of marriage. Death and rebirth here can mean a lot of different things. It can mean healing and transformation in positive ways. It can mean breakups, separations and divorces. It can mean that we are uh, that our partner is transforming in some powerful ways or that things are happening in their lives that are very powerful. So just remember that the, <clears throat> the transformational uh, crucible between now and January for cancers exists back again in the sphere of relationships. Although for many of us, the biggest work may have already been done in our relationships if you're a Cancer rising. Uh, This could also be about integrating lessons learned and um, becoming who we are capable of because of the things we've learned around romance, love, and relationships. So it doesn't have to be a negative thing at all. Um, Let's go to Leos. Now for our Leos, we have Pluto finishing its work, returning to finish some work in the sixth house. This is a place of hard work, perseverance, uh, especially when there are obstacles or frustrations or taxing hard work that has to be done before we can get to the accomplishment of something. This is also a place of sickness, uh, service, and sacrifice. So with Pluto in this house, it's possible that there is a little bit of work yet to be done on some great thing that we're doing, some training that we're accomplishing, uh, some work that we're doing personally or interpersonally. Pluto in the six just says there is a great work to be done. There is a death and rebirth happening because of the great work that has to be done. There are sacrifices required, perseverance, courage, determination, steadfastness, and hard work are required here. But if you do it, then the possibility of, um, sort of reaping the rewards or benefits is there. So, stick to it. Don't give up. There's one, maybe last push that has to happen here in the sixth house. You're also looking at themes of how you handle hardship and how you handle and overcome obstacles. Uh, and Pluto will teach you and grow you through the challenges it provides you with during this last period of time. Let's go to Virgos. <clears throat> if you're a Virgo rising, Pluto's going to land into your fifth house. This is the place of. Uh, creative fulfillment this is a place of pleasure happiness romance children and pregnancy all belong to this house but properly speaking this house has to do with whether we're having fun or whether we're feeling creatively fulfilled by our lives which is not like it's not a guarantee that we're we're living a life we're doing things that we are good at but are we actually enjoying it do we is there a sense that that there's an like our cup is overflowing because we're doing enough things that are creatively, romantically, sensually, interpersonally rewarding, spiritually rewarding. So Pluto in the fifth house is helping to continue refining, reforming, and transforming your relationship with pleasure, joy, creative fulfillment, which could tap into anything from uh, creative projects to romance and love to childbirth and pregnancy, uh, all things that are associated with creative um overflow of our lives, the the way in which creativity makes itself known and manifest. And so there's some deep work that's still to be done in that area for our Virgos. For Libras, Pluto moves into your fourth house again to revisit the themes of family, uh, home, your relationship with, say, home and property, um, the topics of uh, family members and Um, parents, parental karma, ancestral karma, the land or um, private space you occupy, whether that's your bedroom, your apartment, your house, the land you live on. So Pluto in this house has still to do some work when it comes to your roots um, and ancestral or family karma that may need to be touched upon. Uh, healing that may need to be done in relation to your family, or even the topic of you know what creates emotional security or what gives you a feeling of having a peaceful uh, home or private space in your life that you can go and rest and take refuge in. Pluto is trying to create that, but there may be some work that needs to be done yet in order to get there. Move forward to put Scorpio on the Ascendant. When we put Scorpio on the ascendant, Pluto moves into the third house where it has been changing your mind and your way of communicating. It's been changing your environment uh, in very profound ways dating all the way back to 2008. The way you live a daily life, the kinds of things that occupy your day uh, have changed over the course of, you know, 15 years um, in ways that are, you know, probably hard to, you know, quantify or, or qualify in like a, a few simple sentences. The third house was called the dia or the joy of the moon. And it was also the dia means goddess. The third house is really about the everyday rounds, the kinds of things that happen uh, over and over again in in ways that are sort of subtle and persistent and they keep the spirits around the home and the familiar spaces uh, satisfied you know it's like the, the spirits of the home the spirits of the neighborhood or environment or village Pluto in this house suggests that there's been a lot of transformation in that environment, that the environment you occupy has changed tremendously over a long period of time and will continue to change between now and January. That means mind can change. That means daily habits and rhythms can change. That means that some very deep level of change around home and environment is still working itself out. And that makes sense since Pluto entering Aquarius moves into the fourth house, which is the place of home and family. And that's the other sign that's been getting activated as this back and forth takes place. So you think about environmental changes, but can also extend into things like mind, mood, thoughts, uh, and ways of inhabiting the everyday space that you live in. All right, for Sagittarians, Pluto moves into Capricorn in the second house, which is the place of resources. So the resources can be intangible things like skills that you have or possess or that you're developing, a a business, uh, money, uh, clothing, food, anything that you rely on to survive. And a transformation, the the transformation of Pluto since 2008, I've seen in the lives of so many Sagittarian clients, you know, transforming everything from food and business and money and, and, um, you know, income or wealth, all sorts of things uh, relative to your resources can be transformed, but there's a little bit of work left to be done here between now and January. It's like, okay, one more time, how are we looking at money, business, resources? What skills am I in the process of developing as aids or assets to me that can support my existence? Um, And how are my, you know, uh, broadly speaking, what are my needs and wants and Uh, How am I getting those things accomplished the second house has a lot to do with those things we absolutely need but also the things we desire uh, That we that we want to have uh, In our possession, so there's some transformation happening around those topics between now and the early part of uh, 2024 All right. Well if we put Capricorn on the ascendant Pluto enters the first house where the transformational work for Capricorns has been about identity whether that's physical appearance Whether that's psychological in nature, Uh, the first house has everything to do with the native's innate character, vitality, health, and body. It also has to do with beginnings. And so Pluto in the first house may have been shaping um, a, a karmic chapter in your life that although it's like 15 years in the making has really represented a v- very different way of being in the world of understanding yourself of expressing yourself the way you look the way you or topics like your health or your character and its evolution um, but also what kinds of new chapters is Pluto yet to open because there's still some time left here and it's culminating work so what are the final touches of character evolution of psychological development of personal physical or health transformations that you still have to accomplish or go through. Um, And also what kinds of new beginnings are ready to be launched now that that work is completing itself. Uh, So that's where we look for Capricorns. If we go to Aquarius, then Pluto is in the 12th house that place that is so often associated with our blind spots, with the things we can't quite see, with the unconscious and the way that it shapes our lives for better or worse. There are spaces in our lives that are shaped by things we don't see and we don't understand that are a part of us, but that, you know, sometimes they come out in dreams. They tend to be understood when we have health or healing crises, when our relationships break down, when, when uh, patterns of uh, self-destruction come up. So Pluto has a little bit of work to do for the Aquarians in the unconscious, and that is not the easiest place because uh, it will bring about change through the things that kind of uh, you don't feel like you have control over or even awareness of. However, the good thing about this is that for Aquarians with Pluto going back and forth into your first house and 12th, that process of bringing forth the unconscious and integrating it into a more conscious and uh, transformed sense of yourself is very possible right now. I mean, you have the luck or the good fortune of having Pluto moving from that unconscious space to a fully conscious, ready to be transformed kind of space back and forth between now and the end of 2024. And so I feel like even though Pluto in the 12th is not easy and probably has not been easy for you since 2008, Um, there's probably been a lot of stuff that's had to come up that you couldn't see. It's like a deep, long masterclass in the unconscious. But at the end of that process with Pluto moving back and forth from the late degrees in the 12th to the early degrees in the first, it's like, now I see it. Now I'm ready to be so deeply transformed because I understand now, um, with Pisces, we take Pisces rising. We take Pluto and place it into the 11th house, which is the place of groups and allies, uh, this is a place where we find like-minded people who have similar aims, dreams, and goals in their lives. And we extend our sense of identity into a social, uh, a, a social sphere in the 11th house. So there's been a lot of emphasis since 2008 on which groups or people are your people and which are the right ones and which are the ones that drain you or take your time or resources in a way that's you know, not reciproca- reciprocal or healthy. Pluto has a little bit of work left to be done. There are some messages you have yet to receive around what kind of people are the best ones to give yourself to, to give your time to, or to ally yourself with for the sake of achieving your goals and dreams and which ones are not. So social and group participation and transformation are uh, the things that you're looking at between now and January as a kind of, um, you know, last testing phase or a last period of growth and development. So I just wanted to go through those today because Pluto moving back into Capricorn for some of us can feel like. Oh yeah, it's just like going to be there for a little bit again. And, you know, but it's in Aquarius now. We almost like forget that there's a little back and forth and that that back and forth invites us to do almost like the highest level work for some of us, at least that we've done to date with this transit. So don't sleep on it. That's why I wanted to um, sort of, uh, you know, go back into the topics of those houses and remind us that now the work continues and culminates actually. So at any rate, I hope this was useful to you guys, um, uh, for you guys. And if you want, you can find a transcript of today's talk on the website, nightlightastrology.com. If you go over to the website, you can check out my readings and my courses um, as well. Uh, If you have any questions about any of my readings or courses, feel free to email info at nightlightastrology.com. That is it for today, and we will see you again tomorrow.